Hello and welcome to the podcast, UFO Warning. Today I'd like to take a quick look at the Brown Mountain Lights. The Brown Mountain Lights is a phenomenon of lights, or what are commonly referred to as ball lightning, that appear in and around the Brown Mountain down there in North Carolina. Uh, it's in the uh, Pisgah National Forest, and it's right along the edge of the uh, Smoky Mountains down through there, or the Blue Ridge Mountains, rather. Um, this has been going on for some time, and it's quite an interesting phenomenon, actually. Uh, and it's an interesting area. Lots of uh, paranormal experiences down there in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And uh, this particular Ridge of Mountains uh, stretches, uh, it's part of the Appalachian Mountains, stretches all the way from Georgia, clear north up into uh, the northeastern United States, if you see on the map. They're not mountains like the Rocky Mountains. They're uh, older, uh, worn down mountains. They're just kind of like a wave upon wave of granite with the tops kind of worn down. And uh, they're real neat to look at. You can see plenty of pictures of them online. They're forested with uh, typical northern hardwoods, uh, lots of mountain streams, just a absolutely beautiful area. You have uh, the Blue Ridge uh, Mountains that run through there. You have what's called the Blue Ridge Parkway, which is a which is a highway that goes down through there. To, it's a it's a, a scenic uh, route, and all kinds of uh, national parks, national forests. Just a really cool place where some really cool things have happened. Now the Brown Mountain itself, uh, it's uh, it's a mountain. It has a oh, it has an elevation of about 2,300 feet, I believe. And the way most people see it is they go uh, along this uh, this highway, the Blue Mountain, the Blue Mountain uh, Parkway, and they have a stop off a lookout area where you can pull over to the road literally, and you're at a little higher elevation. You're at about 2,700 feet. And you can look out over this ridge of mountains, and you can see there in the not too far distance, you can see the Brown Mountain. And it's a more or less about a mile and a half long, uh, kind of a flat top mountain. You can It's distinctive. You can see it there in the distance. And in this area, there's all kinds of mountains around it, of course, and gorges. But in this area, you can see uh, all kinds of this light phenomenon. For better of a term, it looks like globes or ball lightning that... Uh, intermittently not predictably but they'll you'll see them sometimes at night these lights will pop up sometimes there'll be a lot of them sometimes one or two and these globes of light will rise up from the ground it appears and float you know one direction or another across the horizon um, sometimes they make little maneuvers uh, really a very strange uh, very neat looking thing now this phenomenon has been going on for a long time uh, reportedly back in, they can trace archaeologists say at least back to 1200 AD. They have reports that um, the, I believe it was the Cherokee and the Choctaw lived down there. And they fought quite a few battles over this particular area. And the old native legends say that as many uh, of the of the Indian braves would be killed in battle, their uh, wives and, and mothers would come out after the battle with their lanterns and try to find the men, the dead and the wounded, and carry them off. And in the native folklore, these lights, those are the lights of these long dead Indian, Indian maidens that came out there to try to find their dead and wounded husbands and sons. And, you know, that's, that's their uh, idea of what's going on there. But it shows that this phenomenon has been occurring for a very long time. Now, we can trace it back to historical times under President George Washington. Now, George Washington sent a team down there to survey the area shortly after he became president. And what they reported when they got down there, well, they reported the lights. Uh, to them, there were these uh, 
yellow or red globes or ball lightning, whatever you want to call it, floating up from, you know, in the distance and drifting off one way or another, making strange maneuvers. And they reported this. And now at the time, I can't see where they were debunked or made fun of or uh, were turned into social outcasts. They were just, they just said, this is what we saw. They reported it and it was left at that. It was an unexplained phenomenon. Now, in 1913, I believe it was September 24th, there's a reported account, was considered, I think, a pretty good account of people seeing these uh, light phenomenon again. And they reported it. And by this time, um, the Pisgah National Forest had been established. A bunch of land down there that had belonged to the Vanderbilts had been turned over to the government, sold or whatever. And the government was, uh, was uh, fast building up this national park system that we have today where we have this uh, Smoky Mountains and Blue Ridge Mountains. They stretch all the way from down in Georgia, clear up into, uh, you know, northeastern United States when you have the Appalachian Trail. It's all part of this system. So that was beginning to be developed back then. And I suppose the government was naturally curious about this uh, phenomenon that was being reported. And now that this was a national forest, uh, the government had uh, the authority and they had a reason to investigate. So this is 1913. And they sent down a couple debunkers. I wouldn't even bother to call them investigators. And the debunkers decided that the only thing people had seen was a uh, locomotive going through there because I guess there was a train uh, uh, track that had went through that area. Now, how a train floats 200 feet above the forest floor is beyond me, but that was the explanation they offered. It was nothing but um, the headlamp on the train. Well, two years later, 1915, the flood washed out the whole train track and everything. No train left. And it was reinvestigated, but this time the government debunkers decided that it was uh, headlights uh, from automobiles. Can't imagine there would have been that many in 1915, that it was people carrying lanterns. And uh, I think they even bothered to report uh, another another uh, a train engine headlight, which I don't, I don't even know how you could do that if there's no train track. But it was pretty clear they were just down to debunk. Well, as the years have gone on, the uh, reports of these lights has continued, you know, uh, intermittently over the years. People have taken pictures of them. And of course, a lot of the doubters and debunkers have claimed, you know, that the photographs were fakes, hoax, whatever. But there are plenty of people on the record that have actually had some pretty close up experiences with these lights. There was uh, an, exp an experience with. Uh, a couple park rangers, I had the video posted, that seen the lights up close. Uh, they described the lights rising up from the ridge, uh, moving back and forth, uh, no explanation. Um, there's also an astronomer down there from uh, one of the universities in North Carolina. He's done a lot of really good research into it. And just recently, they have taken some pretty high quality pictures. And you can see um, the pictures were taken from a vantage point up on a ridge overlooking uh, out over the out over the rolling mountains and overlooking uh, Brown Mountain, and it just looks like little campfires almost, but they're not campfires. Little balls of light, and they're all suspended above the valley. It's very interesting. They've got uh, video, some high quality video of these um, balls of light rising up out of the valley near the Brown Mountain or over the Brown Mountain, and then moving left or right. It's uh, it's really pretty indisputable, and. Uh, there's some good there's some good research that's been done on it. Uh, some of the re, some of the uh, local reports they'll send a local reporter down and they'll do some good research, but 
the really kind of the sad thing is, is that with most of your local reporting, they've always got to throw on a little debunking line at the very end and try to uh, make fun of anybody who would think that this could be possibly a paranormal or uh, UFO phenomenon. And one of the things I noticed that I thought was really kind of hypocritical, actually, is a lot of these news reports you watch, and I've been through a few of them, they go through the history of the Brown Mountain phenomenon, and it's very interesting, and they do cover the part about the Native Americans, which we've all covered. And whenever they talk about the Native Americans' uh, folklore, that the lights are uh, of, uh, you know, long dead uh, Native women out looking for their men, you know, the news reporter, he relays the story in hushed tones and reverence because the last thing he wants to do is insult the Native American population. And that's fine. But if they interview somebody who's doing uh, hard scientific research and they bring up the notion that this could possibly be some kind of paranormal phenomenal, phenomena or UFO phenomena, they immediately break into laughter. They start making jokes about UFO and little green men. It, it actually, it's kind of obnoxious. When you see this as many times as I have as you research these stories, you have to wonder if these news reporters, are they just that scared of the, afraid of the notion of paranormal or UFO phenomena? Or are they actually being paid by somebody to put this nonsense out there? We've all seen the UFOs stories. We've all seen how they act toward UFO researchers. And when you put that uh, into context, there's a couple of videos out there uh, where uh, somebody has taken a, a news story, like a, whatever the current news story is, and they've downloaded 15 or 20 local news reports on that story. And the reports are, ver are verbatim, the exact same thing. It's just like when they talk about fake news, it's like it's all, it's like all, even the local news is manufactured somewhere in a big warehouse and then just spoon fed to us. And that's the thing I run into over and over again with these UFO phenomena, especially something like Brown Mountain. This is. No one's trying to, to claim it's a specific thing, but it is a very interesting phenomenon where these lights appear, this energy, plasma, whatever. People have reported this phenomenon occurring in that area, even in parking lots. So people are having experiences with it up close, and people are having experiences with it at a distance. But even it seems like a common thing as you watch the news coverage because it's in a national park area, national forest, when you watch local news cover this phenomena, a well-documented phenomena, they aren't able to just cover it and leave it as an unexplained phenomena. They have to always bring up the angle, uh, could it be UFOs, could it be alien, could it be paranormal, and then try to debunk that notion. They're creating a straw man, they're debunking it, they're making fun of it, and they're trying to make the notion that people who think UFOs or paranormal phenomena are possible are somehow crazy. So that's the angle that I really took away from it. Uh, lots of good stuff out there. In this particular area uh, of, the, of the country, out there in the Blue Ridge Mountain area, it's part of the Appalachians, there is so much cool uh, paranormal type stuff that's been reported. Everything from alien abductions to Bigfoot to the Kentucky Lizard Man. Lots of really fun stuff. And here, right in the dead center of all that, you know, paranormal phenomena, that UFO phenomena sets Brown Mountain with these lights. So it really has to make a person wonder, is it a natural phenomenon somehow that's creating ball lightning, or is there something else that's really going on there that we just can't put our finger on? Well, that's all for today. Over and out. UFO.com.